You are listening to Reka Narrative. Hey guys, welcome back to a special edition of our Reka Narrative podcast, where today we are going to talk with our COO, Amri, and also our COO from Serve. Firstly, let's talk about Amri. So Amri is currently our Chief Operations Officer at Reka, and he previously spent 14 years in Germany, where he got his number one bachelor's in mechanical engineering and master's in automotive engineering while proceeding to continue his career there before coming back to Malaysia in order to empower local adoption of digital technology. So Amri, why don't you tell us more about what you currently do at Rika? Hi everyone. Thank you, Fatin, for the opportunity to be here today. Uh, as all you know, my name is Amri. I'm the CEO of Rika. So I'm basically in charge of uh, the business sales and operation finance in the uh, day-to-day uh, um basis in, in Breaker. So I also managing our clients, uh, meet their expectations and requirements. Uh, on a bit on the finance side, I bit more of the uh, controlling the our budgets and our expenditure within the company. And so as you know that we operate mostly in uh, in lead. So it's easier for us to scale up and scale down with the team as fast as possible in terms of the projects or the development that we are doing. And uh, from on business side, I'm also responsible for the business strategy and also the uh, execution of this business strategy, uh, looking into uh, day-to-day operations as well. And now let's move on to Safik, who is the Chief Operating Officer at Previously, Safi had graduated from University Technology Petronas in Business Information Systems, and he started off his career at T-Systems Malaysia, which is a subsidiary of T-Systems Germany as a data center engineer in 2009. And in 2007, he took a leap of faith to join CERV as our COO. So why don't you tell us more about what you do at Serve? Hi, uh, hi everyone. Uh, thank you, Fatin, uh, for giving me an opportunity to uh, be in this podcast today. So basically, part of my uh, day-to-day job in Serve is uh, to oversee day-to-day operation, uh, our engagement with our merchants, uh, and also to develop a structure uh, to execute all the plans uh, that being drafted by our CEO, or Mr. Arik. So, and also I'm responsible to make sure the execution of the plans for our company goals. Thank you to both of you for joining us on our podcast today. Why don't you tell us more, Amri, about how currently is the operation structure of the company at Reka and how does it actually compare to pre-COVID era? That's a great question, Fatin. You know, Back then, before the pandemic hits, most of us are working in the in the office. Mm-hmm. Even though we already started adopting a bit of uh, work from home policy, because yeah, most of our people um, is in the software industry is that uh, it's more on uh, deliverable centric rather than uh, time centric. That's why we our adoption to to work from home, I would say at the beginning was was a bit okay and acceptable by most of our team members. Uh, but if you compare it back then where you were in the office, we do have our day-to-day meetups, meetings, uh, discussions with face-to-face. And that will be 
easier for us to challenge new ideas. Uh, your team members, you can speak with them directly because they are in your vicinity. So, so it's easier for you to, to spar, I would say, to spar new ideas. Uh, with the current situation and now when we are working from home, it's a bit more difficult for you to do that because you are not always available to your teammates. Uh, uh, mostly that you will be sitting in your own, own private corner in, in, in your house or your own room. So for you to actually invoke these or share these new ideas with your uh, colleagues is pretty much really difficult. So that is one of the, the key challenges back then. And then, uh, as nevertheless, you know, when you meet people or you meet clients, uh, your, your partners or your stakeholders, uh, when you are face-to-face -face meetings, it's easier for you to understand in terms of their body language and you, you can actually easily counter-react on that. So when you go into online meetings, uh, sometimes when you don't switch, off, switch on your camera, it's pretty much difficult for you to gauge are they pretty much interested in the presentation, yeah. the ideas that you are tabling out. So yeah, that I would say that would be the pretty much um, uh, challenges that we're facing right now compared to previously when we are comfortable to be around people. So these are things that, that we need to see how to improve. And in terms of that, there are only few, like uh, a few more other challenges is that how you want to keep your team members motivated while you're working at home. You know, when, when you are alone or you are with your families at home, your motivation to work is sometimes, or, or I would say distractions is a bit imminent. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bit difficult for us to motivate ourselves at, at home. Uh, so these are some of the challenges I think that we and uh, the team is, is currently facing. Due to that is that some of the key uh, problems we only uh, try to solve with, with technology or tools that's already out there, like uh, we are adopting more on the uh, digital platform, I would say communication tools that these channels can be open to the team members uh, whenever they want, whenever they want to speak or discuss with other team members. So we try to have that channel always available for them to, to, to talk about it. And we do use certain types of, uh, I would say, issue tracking tools where you, instead of tracking their time of work, you would uh, rather track their deliverables or track their um, effectiveness or key tasks that needs to be completed within, within the day or within the week. Was mm -hmm. it an easy transition, would you say? Because technically, you know, with tech startups, typically we already work with all these softwares and stuff. So did you think that um, the transition from working to the office and working from home was easy? I think from our side, the transition was not that difficult because the teams are already used to these tools, used to these methods. Uh, before way back then, we have been also, like I said before, we've been applying some of them or work from anywhere policy or work from home policy is that uh, they just need to be in the office few days within the week and the rest, they, uh, they can do uh, their work anywhere uh, or whenever they want. Um, and in terms of the tools as well is that uh, we've been using these tools for quite some time. So we are pretty much quite ready uh, for work from home policy. But the only challenge is that uh, it hasn't been implemented for straight out for quite some time. I mean that the duration of the work from home. 
it has been only like two days they are away with your colleagues and the third day they come back to the office and and we generate new ideas so right now is that the extension of the uh lockdown and also the pandemic is that this uh movement of people or this uh meeting your colleagues physically has been extended up to like one or two months so it's pretty much difficult for them to to adapt in that sense because of because of the duration itself on serve end uh since serve from my understanding mostly works with workshops and how we are trying to empower them and bring them to the digital space in order to support themselves like how amri said uh we are trying to fix ourselves to this new norm working from home and obviously mm-hmm. um as businesses um they have to operate online why don't you let us know more about how currently uh, workshops are working how they are operating currently and how it compares to for covid thank you patin uh, basically uh, totally different uh, from uh, technology sectors whereby most of the time if you are having laptop you can work anywhere as long uh, you can deliver it will be good enough for quite is not the case with the uh, automotive sector because uh, as we know automotive sector was a uh, very human touch uh, sector whereby you need to be physically there you need your manpower you need uh, to see what you are doing so pretty much they are very impacted uh, this uh, covid because of some step taken by the government especially when imposing uh, lockdown although the workshop was considered as essential business but uh, the lower footprints from their potential customer or even their existing customer uh, makes very hard from the agencies uh, government agencies for example uh, when you need to apply for permit to work or to operate whereby it takes uh, sometimes almost two weeks for for some of our merchants so they, they have a very big gap a very big uh, space that they need to fill in uh, but compared to uh, previous uh, before covid uh, whereby uh, everything quite smooth whereby uh, the customer just walk into their uh, to their workshop and get their service done so during that time also they can interact with their customer they can recommend to whatever they see uh, for 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 the, the car maintenance so now it's changed a lot because uh, they did not encourage their customer to be present at the workshop so they just send their cars and leave it there so in case there is any recommendation they need to contact back to their customer so this brings a new challenge whereby sometimes when the customer didn't see the exact problem they just uh, keep delaying or they just uh, resist to, to the recommendation going back to amri um now that we've spent about a year in the pandemic in your opinion how do you think businesses can start applying and adapting to certain technology in their business culture you know fatin we are living in a difficult and unique moment right now uh, facing the uh, spread of covid-19 uh, around the world so covid-19 has is, is disturbing our, our way of life working how we behave interacting and we are learning to sustain our level of performance in terms of our daily lives or or in our working environment 
and you can see that global health crisis uh, challenges entrepreneurs, uh, companies, policymakers, and everyone to develop new innovative ideas, which present a high resilience and lead to more digital, sustainable, and innovative future. So I can see that digital transformation and uh, just about it's just it's just never about technology. It's about uh, adoption. So the COVID nineteen pandemic has accelerated digital transformation. Uh, it creates the need of urgency for more and more companies to adopt these uh, these methods or or the digital transformation. Uh, it's more or less it's a culture shift in part where I say that uh, it re reduces operation and it it uh, it improves of uh, operation efficiencies. Um, so many companies beforehand, they resisted on technology adoption, but since COVID-19, it's pretty much uh, accelerated right now. Um, people have more trust on what technology can do uh, compared to a uh, few months or a year ago. And they are providing with the, uh, they have more understanding of the digital technology and how digital technology can improve their daily lives. Um, so planning on the COVID-19 recovery involves uh, a lot of investment in the technology areas such as the AI, uh, data analytics, uh, adoption of IoTs, autonomous technologies, cloud technology, and, and, and a lot more. So to lead the initiative to success this organization, uh, they need to adopt and build the capability of their people being uh, capable, resilient, and adapt this technology at a pretty much a fast pace right now. That's a really good point because right now, because mm -hmm. of the pandemic, we are kind of forced to adopt all of these, like, you know, online. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anyone has ever paid for Zoom before this honestly yeah. or like paid for all of these online platforms but now they are for the sole reason that it's now an everyday thing and we have to use it there are no other choices and I think like what's interesting yeah. is that like you mentioned um, all of these I don't think that we are looking at all of these as seriously as we are now like autonomous technology or IoT and all of these things people throw these words around before the pandemic and it, it seems mm -hmm. like something we achieve in the future but I think now because of the pandemic like you said all of this advancement is accelerating because we we need all of these things in order to kind of cope with a new norm as they say right yeah that's true Fatin. so going back to serve with all of the changes uh, in the current SOPs and all of the multiple lockdowns that have happened, how has the local workshop community coped with these challenges within the past year in order to, you know, operate and meet all of the needed safety precautions? Frankly speaking, uh, most of the merchants that we talk to, uh, they, they are very adherent to the SOP uh, impose or uh, regulation that are uh, being uh, known by, by the government. Uh, even when they need to apply uh, for permit to operate, uh, some of them wait until 3 a.m. in the morning just to make sure they can submit their application. Wow. And some of our merchants, they did uh, submit 25 times uh, for the approval. 
uh, it's quite it's quite uh, challenging for them, uh, like I mentioned before. Uh, but I agree with you, Patin, because uh, as you mentioned, the, the, the digitalization uh, was talked uh, for years back before COVID, but uh, during this uh, pandemic, uh, is given uh, is giving an opportunity to speed up things. Even some of our merchants they only started with uh, Facebook marketing or digital marketing to reach and to tap uh, to a new uh, customer segment uh, that previously they are not serving, uh, especially those uh, within their local communities. So uh, they, they, they always try to find ways uh, to make sure they can survive and they can uh, go through this hard time. And also, I believe and what from what I see, uh, the, the, the workshop communities uh, is a very uh, tough uh, to operate, but uh, within uh, the support from their own communities, it helped them uh, to uh, survive together. Although it's it's definitely hard to survive in these current times, especially for local or smaller businesses, right? And from my understanding, some of these workshops, uh, they are newly opened or you know they are still mm -hmm. small or like even a family business and so it must be really hard to keep like sustain themselves during these times because during this time uh especially this uh, full lockdown although uh, uh their sector or automotive sector was considered as essential but uh, people are not coming or people not going out uh, when people or the car owners cannot travel going back to their hometown so yeah. their need to service their car was uh, lesser very much. Even uh, some of our merchants that, that uh, sharing uh, previously, if there is a tire puncture, uh, when they recommend to just to replace for their safety, they will just go. But now, if there is already five or six zones, they still patch instead of a change to a new tires. So the, the needs of the user very much change. So it depends on the workshop or, or the, the owner itself uh, to find a way to, to attract a new customer and to give awareness basically in terms of safety of their cars, in terms of the maintenance to the customer. So that can be a trigger point for the potential customer uh, mm -hmm. to come and get their car maintained. Yeah, I think. Um, a lot of the times when people, a lot of drivers, especially, and since it's lockdown, right, and we are a lot of us are convinced that you know we're staying home and we're not really driving, and so they feel that uh, it's not very necessary to have to service your car, but it's definitely important, right? Um, you know, we've talked about all of the challenges that all these workshops are facing. How can serve actually help? empower them uh, to take their business online in order to further sustain themselves? Uh, we always encourage them to embrace digitalization. So uh, from ourselves, uh, we can show that before COVID, that we need to go to the ground to meet all the merchants, uh, to tell them what we are doing, what we are offering. But during COVID, uh, we did everything digitally. So we can onboard them uh, online without a physical meet with them. Uh, we can just uh, teach them how to use our system online as well. Uh, so it can be done. It seems how they should embrace digitalization 
uh, towards their customer uh, to to tap to the to the market that they never tried to explore before because uh, in this, this digital space uh, they can reach to more people than uh, when they are doing marketing on the ground uh, because uh, this digital space is giving them opportunity uh, to tap um, to to, uh, to 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 the customer nearby to them that's what so provide um, uh, that's what actually serve providing with uh, the the serve apps whereby the local user uh, can find a provider or workshop nearby them book a service and then if they have a promotion they, they can uh, also show it or to, to uh, reach back to the customer nearby so basically this uh, try to sustain uh, their business by tapping to the nearest first because the needs almost the same whereby the car owner will need to maintain their cars uh, and uh, during this uh, restriction it's quite hard for the car owner to go far to get their service so why not uh, we encourage them to get their services uh, at the nearest location that available that's a really smart move for uh, you know us on getting um, all of these local workshops to go online and not just to kind of scale um, their business like throughout the entire Malaysia because let's be real um, there's workshops everywhere and you know if a workshop in KL doesn't have to reach to like people in Johor let's say but the point of it is that they are finding new local people in that area who are looking for a good workshop right and I think that that that's a really good thing because um, you you were talking about how bringing them to the digital space they're also um, you're also introducing them to new types of customers so not just the ones that they find on ground but also online and especially for uh, someone like me uh, you know younger people we don't tend to know like what makes a good workshop you know which workshop should i even choose and i think with an app that has everything in it um you know to tell you uh, where is the location and then you can even call them if you need to ask questions um and i think that's that's really good to bridge the gap between you know people and also uh, these workshops so amri is it possible for the current technology that we have right now to assist businesses to emerge from the pandemic even stronger and better than before? Um, you know that the current technology right now, um, COVID-19 COVID actually pushes companies over the technology tipping point and transform businesses forever. Uh, through the speed of adoption of digital technologies by several years, basically, and most of them are, are long-term. The technology adoption is, is here to stay. It is said that uh, the technology uh, capabilities stand out as long as the uh, success during the crisis, most of them being the, the talents, uh, use of the cutting-edge technologies, uh, first movers of innovation um, during crisis, uh, so there are a few technology trends that's also helping businesses to flourish during the pandemic era. Uh, mostly right now is the online shopping. You know, online shopping requires uh, the support of a robust logistics systems. And um, is online shopping is now not just a nice to have feature, but it is a must have feature 
in Malaysia and and around the world. Um, so these are these are one of the uh, technologies that uh, all retail markets or SMEs uh, should adopt. Being in the current situation right now, where you can see that uh, during the lockdown, uh, normal businesses uh, cannot be run uh, or, or operate normally. So uh, they need to adopt the technology platforms or digitalization in order for them to remain competitive in, in their areas. Um, nevertheless, there are also uh, digital and contactless payments where contactless payments are either in form of uh, uh, you know, credit cards or, or e-wallets, which is a really popular right now in our region. And it recommends you to avoid or reduce the transmission of the COVID-19. Uh, one of that is digital payment enables people to make more online purchases and payments of goods and services. And also sometimes uh, they can receive fast stimulus uh, packages or stimulus funds uh, uh, easier. And last but not least, in true remote work, uh, you know, working from home is already became a norm now and is adopted by most of the companies since the outbreak. And remote work is enabled by technologies, uh, including digital meetings, like right now we are we are having uh, cloud technology and also a lot of work collaboration tools that people or team members can communicate on. Uh, it also saves a lot on for people to commute back and forth. Uh, going through the, the traffic jams and it provides more uh, flexibility for the team members to, to operate daily. That's actually really interesting. Mm -hmm. But also, how do you think uh, the landscape of business operations and strategies will look like in the near, let's say, like five to ten years? In terms of family adoption right now, we could see that a lot of changes and family uh, adoption is being quite massive right now. Uh, in the future, we would see a lot more in the intelligence automation and adoption of artificial intelligence, being that uh, the intelligence system would uh, look on a lot of processes to focus on optimizing them and also preparing for digital uh, operation models. Uh, the vision is to create a lot of uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning powered uh, robotic workforce and, and support system to augment humans in operation and to enhance user experience. Uh, it improves quality and also reduce uh, operating expenditure. Uh, so that is more in terms of the intelligent automation. And a little bit more about people and culture is that uh, automation helps improves our internal operations productivity, our quality, our performance, and also our, our experience as well in the, in the in the daily lives or in, in our daily uh, workforce. So by reducing manual work of operation teams and enable employees to, to, to evolve to different roles that creates uh, due to this adoption by working hand in hand with machine machines or robotics in problem solving. So we do see that uh, the adoption of technology would, would not endanger the jobs of the future, but as well, it is creating new jobs for the future. So we should not be afraid of adopting new, new technologies and uh, it should be uh, implemented and, and accelerated at this point so that in, in the future, we could be more resilient and more 
adaptive to to new uh, outcomes or to new problems that we might face in the future. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good thing to highlight um, the fact that despite all of these new advances in technology, it's not exactly hindering uh, the fact that, you know, people need jobs, you know, especially now people are losing their jobs and they are worried that maybe in the future, with all this, like, you know, um, automation or even AI could uh, take away their jobs, right? But that's actually not true because there's always people behind the AI. There's always people behind yeah. the robotics and the, um, you know, autonomous technology. And of course, that just creates more jobs because now that we are need, we are in need of, of such things, uh, we would need people to create them. And so we are creating more uh, opportunities for people in the future, yeah. right? That's true, Fatenia. What, what, as I mentioned, what we see that these technologies of the future, we would love to more augment in our, our user experience as, as people to, to help us on our daily tasks rather than eliminating jobs uh, in, the, in the future. Yeah, because the goal is to um, make our lives much easier, right? Definitely, okay, definitely. Since all of the talk of, uh, you know, how we've been mentioning about digitalization um, and how significant it is, at, especially in this current time, what else does Serve provide in order to promote online culture to its ecosystem of drivers and workshops? Like, what does this mean for the future of work culture? At Surf, uh, we always promoting or we always emphasize uh, for business to future-proof their businesses. It always starts now, uh, whereby for, for, for them, you need to ready and you need to start now by uh, preparing all uh, the processes, all the tools needed uh, to adhere to uh, whatever SOP uh, being developed that we need to be complied of. And also uh, a processes uh, or process gap, for example, a booking system whereby if before this customer just can walk into the workshop and get their car service by waiting there. But now we are trying to reduce the time outside. So by having a booking system, uh, the workshop can help uh, to speed up uh, the maintenance process. They can have more job basically uh, compared with a manual walk-in uh, like before. Other than that, we always uh, try to uh, help them in terms of marketing, whereby we will always promote them uh, in our social media and our uh, platform. Uh, for their local communities uh, and also we are providing them with their uh, basic needs so for example their data capturing their online payment channels uh, so all these are, are the things that needed now uh, and need to, uh, they need to start using it now uh, as a preparation for the future that's actually really good because it's like, you know, thinking ahead and preparing for the future, right? And I think it's kind of amazing how SURF started in 2017, you know, with all of these ideas of, you know, booking online and reducing uh, contact amongst like, you know, the people in the workshops, you know, 
without even thinking that um there could be a pandemic in the near future that could you know make everyone have to use these things and the fact that you know thinking ahead right now as you can see is is really good with what surf has become being something that now everyone is more than happy to use and there is a platform for all of these services that we need to do and all because you thought ahead and you guys actually um you know made this a reality right like i mentioned before uh, this pandemic basically is a speed up uh, the digitalization effort because we know it's coming but with this pandemic uh, uh is given the, the the trigger point for most of the workshop or for, for most of us basically to start thinking what the future will be what would the uh, working culture for workshops be like in the future workshop will still uh, be like uh, before because it's a very physical it's a very human touch uh, businesses uh, and environment but the only thing uh we can help is in terms of the efficiency in terms of to speed up the processes so for example uh, by having a booking system a proper booking system we will know or we can expect who will come to our workshop and we can prepare all the things so this can speed up waiting time for the customer even uh for the customer also they can make a payment even they are not at the workshop so for example they, they can utilize our payment channel in our apps uh, they can get the quotation or the, the, the invoice from their apps as well so for example uh, they just send their car or even some of uh, our merchant they have a valet service uh, you just uh, make a booking with the workshop and then uh, you can uh, mention whatever services required you can make payment uh, while the workshop are the one who can process or can help you from end to end from picking up your car and sending back your car after it's done thank you so much for the both of you for coming on to the show and sharing with us uh, from both serve and also reka and how it's operating in in these current times and how we are actively empowering the local um you know digitalization of malaysia so thank you so much to uh, coo of serve safik and also to amri the coo of reka for joining us today do you guys have any last words uh, first of all i would like to thank to you fatin uh, because giving us uh, the opportunity for the podcast and i think uh, moving forward everyone uh, need to embrace uh, technology as a future way of life i would say that you know uh, being in the, the pandemic it destroys a lot of lives it destroys a lot of our way of life the opportunity to evolve and a lot of people are suffering at this present times so um one of the things that we can do is that to offer technology or digital solutions and we hope that in terms that uh, a lot of SMEs or business out there could adopt technology or digital adoption could adopt them so that we we want them to be more resilient in, in, the, in this current times so also in the future thank you both again for joining us on our podcast this week and to everyone who is listening do remember that we have a lot of special things in store this 